0: So I know a lot has happened for me in 4 years and seriously I I truly feel that I owe it all to intuitive eating. I owe it all to the ability to check into my somatic sensations because it cracked it all open for me. Welcome to Somatic Digest the podcast the place you come to find love, joy, and acceptance in your body. I'm your host, Kim, a registered dietitian whose mission is to bring tangible tips for you to build the ideal relationship with your body. I'll be sharing principles to connect you back to your natural state of being. We will honor emotions and create conversations that will allow your nervous system to relax Throughout the episodes, you will develop an understanding to what your body is truly telling you. I'm so grateful you're here. Be sure to subscribe. Now, let's get to the show. Hello, welcome back to the podcast. I did some reflecting this weekend. So, on Friday, at least Friday from recording this, so uh, May 5th, it was a lunar eclipse full moon. Uh, I am, I'm definitely into the moon stuff. I just think it's cool to kind of track patterns of things. And when I was a bartender and even when I worked at the facilities as a long-term care dietitian, I, we would always talk like, oh man, it's a full moon, you know? So I think it's just fun to kind of see how I am like, if there's anything coming out around the moon patterns. So that's why I just think it is important to know. But um, on Friday, Eric was playing a video game. So I grabbed my Gene Key book and started reflecting on my incarnation cross. I'll get more into this throughout my story, but I had so many great realizations and things that invited a big picture introspection. I'm bringing this story to the podcast because I want to share my journey with you. I think it's important to note other people's journeys because as they share really personal things, I always find that it sparks questions and curiosity within myself to help me on my journey. So that's really my intention here with this episode so, I'm going to go back about 4 years ago. I feel like 4 years ago is a good starting point for this. So, Eric and I, Eric is my husband. Um, Eric and I had went to Europe to celebrate me being done with my degree in nutrition and dietetics. We traveled to Italy and Germany and it was seriously one of the best times ever. When we got back, I requested That we do the whole 30. So, the whole 30 is a fad diet that resembles an elimination diet. It removes alcohol, added sugar, soy, legumes, gluten, dairy. An elimination diet is something that you do with the help of a dietitian to eliminate food to start to see if you have an intolerance, an intolerance or an allergy coming from food. So Eric said yes. So we decided we were going to do the Whole30. And I wanted to do something because I was not feeling confident with myself when we got back from vacation. And when I look at the pictures, I'm like, I wasn't even feeling confident in those pictures. Maybe I'll share one of the pictures on my social media. If you don't follow me at Instagram, it's at The Somatic Dietitian. But maybe once this podcast comes out, I'll share a picture so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about. But I was feeling really dull and stuck in these ruminating thoughts that all the food we ate on our three-week vacation was the result of my lack of confidence. And it just felt like dullness. Like It almost felt like depression. like It was like, oh, I don't like myself. I need to do something drastic because I need to become someone that I will like. So we did the whole 30. I don't think we made it the entire month. So it's 30 days. I don't think we made it 30 days. I think we made it 27 days. And on the last day or the day we were like, forget this, we went to a Mexican restaurant and had all the food and alcohol that we couldn't have over the last 27 days, right? So we had, you know, beans which are legumes, we had cheese, we had dairy, we had margaritas, like we had it all. And it was really difficult for me to stick to the whole 30 all 30 days because the reason I was doing that diet was because I felt depressed and I didn't have confidence within myself. It had nothing to do that I with it had nothing to do with the thought that I was potentially allergic to something like, no, it was just the fact that I didn't like myself and wanted to do something drastic because I was making the correlation that the food we had eaten in Europe had to be the reason that I felt this way. So I, I just had tricked myself into believing that how I felt was based on how I looked. So after doing the Whole30, I started to anchor into my own resourcefulness. So again, I had a degree or have, I still have a degree in nutrition and dietetics, but I thought to myself like, okay, Kim, I'm a dietitian. I spent years, years studying nutrition and dietetics. And not once did I focus solely on fad diets being the way to health. So I just started to really get curious on kind of like these stories that were going on in my head. And so I started to incorporate nutrition practices that I learned in school. I'm going to be sharing these nutrition practices with you in my free masterclass that I'm holding Wednesday, May 17th at 4 p.m. Mountain Standard Time. I want you to pause the episode right now, go down to the description box and get the link to this class. So if you're anything like me, you're like, oh yeah, that sounds so cool. I want to do that. But then you forget because you listen to the end of the episode and then you go on about your day. So pause this episode right now, scroll down to the description and click the link to get the link to that masterclass. Okay. Okay. So one day I was on the internet. So, you know, I decided, okay, I'm going to just start anchoring into. What I learned in my nutrition degree, you know, like I am a dietitian, I'm an expert on nutrition. Like I can be resourceful enough to figure this out. And so I was on the internet and I had saw this dietitian. Her name is Evelyn Triboli. And she and another dietitian had created 10 principles that helped people release diets to connect to their natural way of eating. I remember being like, Holy shit, I had found the jackpot. These principles were so helpful for me because they gave me a bit of like how to do it and why we were doing it. And if you're anything like me, I love the why. I love the why because it helps me get back to the reason why we keep doing things, right? Cuz sometimes things get hard and it's so important for me at least to know why i'm doing it so that i keep doing it so let's go back at, so at the beginning of this 4 years let's go back to the why i had initially decided to do the whole 30 over 4 years ago i had felt depressed with no confidence and i wanted to be someone who i loved does eating ever solve depression or give you confidence For me, it doesn't solely on its own, like not solely on its own does food solve that problem. So what I realized was through doing intuitive eating, it started to introduce me to what was like, it started to introduce me to checking into my somatic sensations. So as I checked in with my hunger levels every four hours, I got comfortable checking in with my body often. And I started to notice how intense my anxiety was. So at one point, pretty recent, like within the last three years, my anxiety was so intense. I was waking up at 2 a.m. feeling like Full blown panic anxiety, like the feelings where I'm like, I have got to get moving. So I am a recovering busybody, you guys. I am the person who used to work, like, I'm a workaholic to distract myself. Past tense, I'm not a workaholic anymore. I used to be a workaholic, and that's because I would be so anxious that I would be trying to distract myself. I remember the day I told my therapist that I woke up. Not even woke up, I wake up. Like it was frequent that I would wake up at 2 a.m. And I remember the look on her face, and it was full-on nervous system regulation. So it was pretty intense. And I'm so grateful that I was doing intuitive eating or had already started intuitive eating because I know that by starting to honor my needs, it started to help my nervous system relax enough to really look at the real problems going on. I see this all the time with my clients. They come to me feeling so busy, overwhelmed, anxious, but they're not eating enough throughout the day. So it's really difficult for them to focus on the real problems going on. So my therapist and I were Operation Nervous System Regulation. And it was so important to me because my therapist had said, if we cannot get you grounded, we're gonna have to look into medication. I have taken anxiety medication before and I did not like how it made me feel. Like I straight up told her, like, no, I don't think that's really an option for me. I've got I've gone down that avenue before. And it's just, I don't think that's right for me. And so her saying that was enough fuel on my fire to really prioritize my needs. So again, I'm so grateful that I had my nutrition degree and I was doing intuitive eating because I knew that I could use food to help soothe my body and soothe my nervous system. So what I did on my own, uh, after she told me that, I was like, okay, I'm gonna kind of develop my own prescription for myself. So I took some of her recommendations and I tracked what I was doing on my phone. And then I used my sleep. Like if I woke up in the middle of the night, how did I sleep as a measure of success? So if I slept through the night, I always thought, okay, what did I do the night before to land my plane before bed? And I, I was religious with this. Like I had really good boundaries around it where I was like, I left my phone in the kitchen to like not even introduce me to the thought of wanting to grab it to like, you know, if I woke up at two in the morning, that was the one thing I did. I was like, well, I'll just get on my phone to distract my thoughts. Like, no, I'm not even going to do that because that's just going to stimulate me to want to be awake even more. And so this was a time where, you know, I I was fairly, I think I was probably one year into my intuitive eating journey. so fairly still new at it. Luckily, I'm like, yeah, I had all my logical education to nutrition and dietetics. And that helped me keep anchoring the truth of that food is neutral because I was still kind of going through the hunger or the honeymoon phase, you know, like the honeymoon phase where I had told myself that this food is bad or that I used to feel guilty about it. And I was still trying to figure out this emotional eating and binge eating. And I was doing this you know, I was my own coach at the time. I was like, I don't, I'm a dietitian. I can figure this out. I I've got all the resources. I know what to do. Um, and I just kept anchoring in that the most important thing is how I feel as my nervous system started to kind of chill out. And I started to feel more grounded. I was really starting to integrate with my inner child. We all have this inner child within us that, through our developmental years, maybe we didn't get the nurturing we deserved from a parent or from a teacher, from a coach. It, it could be anything. Like it, the memories that I see from my inner child can be, they can be big, but they can also be small. And so, if we didn't get what we needed in that moment, then we continue to look for that soothing and that support externally. So this was really, really helpful to up-level my intuitive eating journey. I used to come home and I would find myself just eating to eat. Like I had a bad day or I was feeling amped up. And I started to realize that I would come home and my inner child was activated. And so I started to realize that... There's different feelings for when my inner child's activated, and then there's my actual hunger sensations. And by knowing the difference and differentiating between the two, this helped me overcome my emotional and binge eating. I mean, it's so cool. Like One of the principles is coping with your emotions without using food, but I was always like, yeah, but how? And for me, this inner child piece is how and that's why with my experience, that's why I'm bringing this in to my ideal body process in my physical decoding program. So a little bit, you know, further on. So within the last year, I was introduced into human design and the jinkies. I am a junkie for personal development. Seriously. I mean, even some of my best friends are like Kim, you can take a break from this and i'm just like i thoroughly enjoy it like i i just love to feel better i think that's one thing about me like i'm i'm really good at tapping into how i feel but the curse is like i always want to feel better you know um so i've enjoyed these two tools they're two separate tools but they work together and they bring me a different perspective into myself So at the beginning of the episode, I said that I was reflecting on my incarnation cross. I really want to bring you into my perspective because I think it's really beautiful. So my incarnation cross, um, this is from the human design tool. So my incarnation cross uses my birthday, my birth time, and my birth location. So mine is the vessel of love. Isn't that so cool? I think it's so beautiful. So I'm truly, I truly feel like I am the one to guide people on their journey to love their body because your body is your vessel here. So in the Gene Keys, your incarnation cross is what the author or the creator, his name's Richard Rudd, he calls it your activation sequence. I love this sequence to help ground me into my body. So this is what I use in my program because this tool helps give us the inner language to face the fears that are at work with inside you. If I would have had the activation sequel sequence coupled with my intuitive eating before doing the whole 34 years ago, it would have helped me overcome that dullness of depression because each jinky has three frequency bands the shadow, the gift, and the city. But in this story, I'm really gonna just focus on the shadow and the gift. Because even just focusing on that brings such awareness to shift things for you. So I'm gonna I'll give you like I'm gonna give you the whole story. So on Friday, what I realized is that The shadows of my activation sequence really band together to keep me feeling serious, dull. They keep me self obsessing and it keeps my body like constricted around the fear. So to me, it feels like, it feels like this, for an example. So I'm ruminating on a story in my head and it could be as simple as like, I hate the way I look. I hate my hips. I hate that I don't have a thigh gap. I feel so depressed. I'm telling myself I'm not worthy because I hate my hips and I don't have a thigh gap, and I'm not lovable because this is the shape that I have of my body. And I notice in my body that I have really shallow breathing patterns like my diaphragm is tighter. I'm not breathing into my belly. I'm feeling really anxious. And the gift of the activation sequence feels like this. It feels like delight, acceptance, magnetism. Like To me, that's like radiance and naturalness. And naturalness to me feels like accepting who I am, being myself, being okay with being myself. So as soon as I start to accept my body for how it is, like accept who I am and how my body is, I can release the constriction of my breathing, meaning I tap into my body. So one of the things I learned, like when I was doing operation, um, nervous system regulation and doing my prescription was box breathing. And I share this with my clients. So box breathing, if you not if you're not familiar, it's breathing in through your nose for four counts, holding, a, holding in for four counts, breathing out your mouth for four counts, holding out for four counts. So you're thinking like you're doing a box, right? Four, 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 four. And you do that until you feel it shift for you. So I, when I started to tap in, like using intuitive eating to tap into my somatic sensations and allowing that to realize like how anxious I'm feeling at the times and then realizing, oh, okay, now I can see how my breathing is and how it's constricted. So when I start to feel that, I go into my toolbox and realize, how can I ground myself? And I feel the shift and I can feel more present. I can feel more of that delightfulness, that joy. And the result is I feel more radiant because I feel more confidence in my body. I feel more comfortable. We all want to feel confident and comfortable in our bodies. Like we all want to feel sexy. And I don't believe it has anything to do with a pant size or a number on the scale for me and through my journey. And why I really want to share this is because it all has to do with the feeling. So I know a lot has happened for me in four years. And seriously, I, I truly feel that I owe it all to intuitive eating. I owe it all to the ability to check into my somatic sensations because it cracked it all open for me. When I started and I decided that I was going to prioritize how I was feeling versus how I thought I looked or how I thought I should look, because I mean, let's be honest, like we are all our own worst critics at times. And No one can ever tell you how you feel. So let that be the most important thing that you anchor into how you feel. Because your mind, especially like once you start working with your shadows, you'll realize like the inner language uses that to, I mean, I feel like I don't want to say like to distract us, but like that's just the language that we use to keep us. Where we are, you know, like our minds just want to keep us safe. Like that's all it's doing. But once you start to realize, like, oh, for me, when I start to feel that constriction, I'm like, okay, something's going on. And you have similar things in your activation sequence that can help you ground into your body. I think it's so cool. I think it's so cool. All right, my friend, I hope that my journey has helped just bring some different awareness, maybe some good perspective, or even just invited you to know that you're not alone out there. Like so many of us feel similar. And I think it's so helpful to know that you're not alone. I really appreciate you listening to this episode with all of my appreciation and love, my dear friend. I'll catch you on the next episode.